G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision 180. Live different. Different. We are joined by the incredible Anna McGahn. Anna is an actress best known for the Dr. Blake Mysteries, House Husbands and Picnic and Hanging Rock, just to name a few. She's also brought out an amazing biography. It's called Metanoia, A Memoir of a Body Born Again. She was thrusted into the spotlight at such a young age and she had an incredible life change when she met Jesus for the first time. Can we start from the very beginning uh, when you very first started in the industry? Like what was your expectations of what you thought it would be like as to what it was actually like? I think, you know what, it's one of those things too that I had I had not, and I don't mean to say this in any kind of like false humility, but I just, I never really expected it to happen or to work. Mm-hmm. I never really that I would be thrust into the rooms that I was thrust into. So I hadn't even dreamt properly about you know when you have like you can daydream about things and you can get a little bit of an idea of like mm. I just had no idea what I was stepping into. I wasn't I wasn't someone that was captivated or fascinated by um, the media surrounding actors, anything like that. And so I went in just with this this pure heartedness, I have to say, of mm. just like I can trust everyone. They're all here to be lovely. I'll just try and be as as honest and truthful and clear and real as I possibly can, and I don't need to play any game. And um, and and I will get out. I'm unsca- I'll get through this unscathed. You know, like what mm. stepping into media for the first time, for example, and things like that. And I I just remember the first few times I was burned. Like the first few times when the article came out where I said something offhand that became the focus, or a photograph of me that you know I was upset about, or letting myself be seduced by the by the friendship or idea of, of someone that I met and realizing that I was just being used mm. like it just I learned everything the hard way and it was brutal um, because I hadn't really brought I didn't I wasn't in community so I didn't really bring mm. in any sense really bring anyone on that journey with me the people that were sort of responsible for me like I wasn't a minor but I was still so young um, and so moving Brisbane to Sydney and being in the midst of what is a very doggy dog industry suddenly being like sexualized as well. Suddenly when I had never been like I never even considered myself beautiful. I was suddenly having to represent this idea of feminine sexuality and beauty and I was like I don't know how to carry this at all. We are joined today by the amazing actress, Anna McGahn. She's best known for The Underbelly, Dr. Blake Mysteries, House Husbands and Picnic at Hanging Rock, just to name a few. She's also an amazing author and she's brought out a book about her biography, basically her testimony of how she met Jesus. It's called Metanoia, A Memoir of a Body Born Again. Now, Anna, we're going back to when you first started acting and you were starting to get all these over-sexualized roles and you, you got to that moment where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. When was that light bulb moment when everything changed? It was probably a slow revelation. Like I'd had, even before I felt like I, you know, got apprehended by God, I suppose, I started to have these little 
inklings that like this doesn't feel right, this doesn't seem right. But I had no moral compass either to be like, I know within myself this is wrong or right. I was inventing my own morality as I went. So I was like, well, I'll just try and justify everything I'm doing. Like that's that's where you end up, I guess. Like, well, no, this is good. I just have to find out why it's good. But as it went on, like I was, you know, getting hit to auditions for roles that were really sexual. I was I just I started slowly to voice those things, unsure how they would land. I felt like I was you know, I I preached all about the liberation of nudity and sexuality and, you know, and was at the same time exploring my own sexuality and not really knowing where that landed. You know, I was young and somewhat exposed and yet at the same time as my values began to shift, I was like, but where does that leave me? Like, this is the one vehicle, this role is the one reason I have a job. If I let go of that identity, Mm. maybe I'm... And I really just kept on that cycle of like, I don't know how I'm going to get the next job. I don't know what in the moment they realize that I'm no good. I had become friends with a Christian guy and was slowly getting exposed to, I guess, some of his thinking, which he kept quite guarded. And I, I just found myself captivated by, like I was repulsed and captivated simultaneously. <laughs> I was like, yuck, like Christianity, yuck, yuck, yuck. Mm. But then I'm like, that is something I, I knew so little about. Like I'd really immersed myself in more um, Eastern spirituality, very into that type of stuff. But then this sort of this idea of this omnipresent God was was weirdly compelling, and and I um I secretly started questioning about it, and I secretly started having this curiosity about it. But I just figured like I can take and leave whatever I want. Like I don't have to, um you know, mm. I don't have to be converted by any of this I'm just, just you know why is this, exactly and especially why is this guy who I was sort of interested in at the time as well um and he made it really clear that he couldn't like he didn't want to date me he didn't want to be with me and he said it was because of his faith and I was just like what yeah that would what be so confusing <laughs> it really was like mm. I was sort of offended at the same time mm. like what is this and I could see he was anchored by something and that's what really got me because I wasn't. Today we are catching up with the amazing Australian actress Anna McGahn. She started her work in Underbelly. She also filmed House Husbands and Picnic at Hanging Rock, just to name a few. And she's brought out an amazing biography. It's called Metanoia, A Memoir of a Body Born Again. We're going to continue chatting with her and find out how she met Jesus for the first time and how she had that amazing life transformation. A girl came up to me at a party in Sydney and she was like, I've heard you've been talking to this guy. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's a Christian. And she said, wow, well, I'm a Christian. Um, I don't think you have completely correct idea of what that means. Um, and I don't yeah. think our values are that different at all. And she spoke to me in this bar. She spoke to me for about a couple of hours. And at the end of it, she invited me to visit her church with her. And I, I felt this compulsion like this extraordinary compulsion to just be like yes okay for her to say you know I think you'd actually like it when I actually was so afraid that I would be rejected in that space or just told that I Mm. didn't how dare I I was just so fascinated I walked through like across the threshold of this Anglican church in Sydney and fascinatingly that you know it's a a, quite a conservative church Mm -hmm. but I walked across this sort of through this side door of this building and I was suddenly hit with this overwhelming feeling of like fire in my hand mm. and this 
vision of drops of light raining from the ceiling. Wow. And I was overwhelmed with this feeling of there's something pure and good here. For the first time, I felt safe and yet terrified. Like they preached from James. And I remember this because they didn't really talk about, like I expected to hear about Jesus. But in fact, they were just talking about this really simple scripture about taming the tongue. And I remember at the time going, this isn't bigoted. This isn't, you know, fundamentalist. This just makes sense. And later, I, you know, they invited everybody up to communion. And because I'd, like, been raised like a nominal Catholic, I was like, oh, I'll go up to you. <laughs> um, and I just found that I came back and sat down and just cried. Like, I just couldn't figure out what was touching me and moving me so deeply. We're catching up with actress Anna Mugan to find out her amazing testimony of how she met Jesus for the first time. Now, she went to church once, had a crazy spiritual experience, and she just broke down and cried. What happened next, Anna? So the next week I came back again, and fascinatingly, the following week I found out that I'd had, a, I'd had this job in Melbourne. And I moved down for, this, like, for a big TV show. So I was surrounded by other actors. I was, I could have had friends, but the only people that really saw me or, or heard me out were the people that I spent time with that were part of this Christian guy's community. And they just invited me to lunch and they ate meals with me and, you know, they made space for me. And they did invite me to church and they invited me to a small group, but it wasn't this like, I didn't feel like I was being pressured or evangelized to. I, I felt like they saw me and they were like, well, if you're hungry, this is where you, this is where we'll take you to eat. Like, this is where, if you want to know more, this is where you can come. That's so good. And I was just so overcome by it. But at the same time, this message is still running through my head. Like, this is a religion that is brainwashing. This is the stuff I've always vocally fought against. Like, mm. I've politically been anti-Christian for the last five years of my life. So I thought, look, what I need to do is I'll go home to this hotel room I'm living in and I'll read this Bible because I know there'll be a Gideon Bible in the drawer and I'll read it. Like once I see those scriptures myself and I see all the, the messy and weird stuff, I'll get over it and I'll move on and this little sort of quarter life crisis can be done with. Mm. And so I, I did that and I went, I read a two week period, I read the gospel. Wow. And what I didn't expect was to meet Jesus because he's not a person I had ever considered before. And it was quite extraordinary because the moment I opened up the New Testament, I believed it. I expected that I wouldn't. But from the first word, it was like it just grabbed hold of me and was like, well, this is the truth. I was dumbfounded because I was reading about this man who I'd heard hearsay about mm. but I felt like I actually was like talking to him and sitting with him and seeing this man and seeing for the first time that this faith that I thought completely excluded me because I was you know a, com- a complete mess wow. <laughs> um, was actually set, like the man from that faith actually saying to me no I actually just came I came for people like you I'm your ally I'm your friend and like mm. I've the entire reason that I have come is to help piece you back together. Wow. And all of a sudden I have this ownership of him. Like instead of it being like Christ is this thing that the Christians have and oh if I if I become good enough then maybe I'll be able to enter in. I felt this like ownership where I was like, he's mine. He's here for the broken people. Like wow. <laughs> you you 
you guys don't get him. Like, you don't understand. This is my friend. Like, this is my ally. And I just, and I use that word, I guess, because I just, I felt aligned with, like, I just felt, I just, it's that sudden realization that someone's on your side, that someone's going to go to bat for you and actually cares about you and would give something for you. And I just couldn't get over it because it was like, when you've never heard those scriptures as well, when you've never heard someone say, you're the light of the world or your mm. body is a temple or I've loved you with an everlasting love. Like when no one's ever communicated that kind of worth to you as a human, to then hear that for the first time, like it, it completely shattered me. And I had remarkable experiences over the two weeks of reading the scriptures. And it was only the first four books because I'd had like wow. an even about like 10 years and I struggled and struggled and struggled and just always had this hatred towards my body, uh, mm. just ongoing war. I wouldn't even say it was a hatred so much as just this like, why do I still have this body? Why am I still in this body? You know, how can I lose weight in this body? And I'd been so sick. And um, I think I'd read that my body was a temple. I think that was the one scripture I'd read. And I woke up the next day and I looked in the mirror and just was struck by healing. Like I honestly just looked at myself and was like, what have I been doing to myself for the last 10 years? And just felt compelled to repent and compelled to apologize to myself and to truly believe that it was a holy place, that it was holy architecture, you know? It it wasn't like God was like, and everything you've been doing is wrong. I just felt this invitation. It's like, you don't have to try and bargain for love this way anymore. Yeah. You don't have to do it. You don't have to give yourself over. Like you can lock yourself and hide yourself in me. Like you can actually just heal. And it was only the beginning, but it was enough to just, for me to like just, and it wasn't in the the sort of religious structured way of like, and now you say this prayer and you do this thing. Like (laughs) I just handed my life over. I was just like, well, you're it. Like this is, this is worth it. And I knew too that it was all or nothing. Because if it was true, it changed everything, everything. Yeah. And it, it couldn't be half true. I couldn't, what I had hoped was that I could take a few bits of it and leave the rest. But reading it, I was like, this is, this is, this is it. We're joined by the incredible actress, Anna McGann. She's best known for her work in the Dr. Blake Mysteries, House Husbands and Picnic and Hanging Rock. She had an amazing life transformation when she met Jesus for the first time and she's brought out a new book called Metanoia, A Memoir of a Body Born Again. Anna, coming from a position of someone who was so against Christianity, wouldn't have a bar of it, how would you recommend that young people share their faith to reach those people? I found that just by being around these people, I found myself becoming more and more curious. What I would say, what mm. I encourage young people especially, if you're around non-Christian people that don't want to hear a bar of it, don't, don't preach, mm. but cultivate within yourself that love for God and that fascination with God. Find out the reasons that you are in awe of God and the reasons that you really do love God, not just like this is what I have to do because this is part of the ministry that I sign up to do or, you know, this is, oh, the politics of Christianity, eh? Like, yeah. oh, like, like go to that place of like I'm in awe of him and I am grateful to him and I am captivated by him for these reasons and 
stay as much as you can in that place and don't censor the light of that around your friends because they will actually go, what is it? Like, what did you have? I can see it. I can see yeah. why you were compelled. You're not just in it because it's what your parents did. You're not just in it because that's what you think is tick, tick, the right thing to do. You're not dragging your feet. You're actually fed by this. And I, I promise you, like, the time will come where they ask the question. Mm. Um, and like, that's the real gift we can give is, like, loving without agenda, both that person that doesn't know Christ and just fully loving God and that the proximity and allowing yourself to be around them and be unashamed around them for them to actually be able to invited to go feel safe enough to say, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to know. Um, because that's the point I got to. I wasn't preached to. It got, it got to a point where I, I was so frustrated that they hadn't told me yet that I, that <laughs> wow. I, and if they'd come to me and been like, let's, let me tell you about this, I would have been like, get away from me. But the yeah. fact that I could have of this light, truly, this light coming out of them. Um, and just the completeness. They just, the people around me just, he seemed to be enough. God seemed to truly satisfy their souls. And for someone that didn't have a satisfied soul, it's so attractive. That's so true. It's so important that we are being raw and authentic when we're sharing our faith. Anna, thank you so much for your time. It has been amazing chatting with you. She has a brand new book out at the moment all about her journey and her testimony and how God changed her life. It's called Metanoia, A Memoir of a Body Born Again. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.